I want to go ahead um, and call up the folks that are going to give our testimony. We're going to shift to this time around our, our group's time in Alexandria last week. And we had a wonderful time. You guys can come up uh, with friends from Ecclesia Network. But, and Rach is going to ask questions because that's what Rach does really well. Um, but I couldn't help, will you take, will you get this mic? I couldn't help but think, like my own takeaway as I was reading this, this gospel involved like a heightened hunger and sensitivity to God's voice, the voice of the good shepherd. Like that I would hear that, because Sarah kind of talked a little bit about it, that I would be brave enough to ask to hear that and that I would hear it, but also that I would like amplify that to others. Like when I hear this voice, and I think we all hear this voice, we just don't necessarily have our ears tuned to it, but that we'd amplify that and we'd recognize it and that we'd pay attention to the places that voice was reverberating out into. Uh, I couldn't help but walk away with like a sense of security and comfort even as we were really challenged. I hope it comes across like amazingly challenged and awakened to some like really awful realities of injustice and inequality and, and systemic sin and powers and principalities that work to kill, steal, and destroy, but to, to, to be urged to listen better and to be urged towards life and abundance and grace and hope. So I want to invite you guys um, to share a little bit. You can, you can keep one mic and you can pass this one around, whoever you have in your crosshairs. Um, so my first question, my, most of you haven't hung out with my mom, but she's like a tiny, delightful Southern woman. And whenever she studies scripture or listens to any kind of preaching or teaching, she always kind of summarize it in her, summarizes it with her wows and her ouches. So wows would be like things that were super encouraging and impactful, um, uh, very edifying and motivating. And her ouches would be like, ooh, needed to hear that and probably need to change something. So that's my first question for you guys. What are What were kind of your wows and ouches from the weekend away. So I think that for me, um, the really big wow was actually seeing um, voices that are often marginalized get centered at this, um, at this conference, at the Missy Alliance conference. And so um, the voices of women and people of color and international missionaries and uh, church planners and theologians um, we're really given a platform there and we're heard. Um, and that was really powerful and I think healing for me. Um, and then I think that a big ouch for me was actually from a speaker, um, I might get her name wrong, but I think it's Ruth Padilla DeBorst. Um, and she's a Latina woman, um, I believe she's a professor and a theologian. Um, and she talked about how our view of the Trinity impacts how we do ministry. And she talked about if we have a hierarchical view of the Trinity, um, that makes the Holy Spirit seem very small, like if we picture the Trinity that way, um, that this can lead to ministry in which we don't really give much space for the Holy Spirit to work. And then she, um, she used art to illustrate this, and it was really awesome. I wish you guys could see it right now. Um, but she talked about how if we have um, a view of the Trinity as a community of equal persons that are mutually loving and submitting to each other, that um, this should influence our ministry to be mutually loving 
um, and submitting to each other, but with a with a significant role for the Holy Spirit. And so I, that was an ouch moment for me because I definitely uh, had the first view she was talking about, and so I felt pretty um, pretty convicted about it. Can you guys see slash hear me okay if I sit here? Um, my biggest wow was just um, how, like, not alone we are in ministry and in, like, the work of the gospel. Um, and I I kind of showed up to the conference expecting to, um, like, be listening to sort of, like, this old group of, like, really put-together theologians telling us, like, how to do ministry in this way that was like, here's what's right, here's what's wrong. And instead, um, what kind of like, I don't know, just felt like so much more open and life-giving was that it felt like we were sort of like in this big group of a lot of people who were asking the same questions. And instead of trying to like say from the top down, like what is right and what is wrong, we're also, we're just like trying to find better practices of listening to God and the even this like incredible theology that we were getting to receive and to learn from felt like very, it was like theology that was born from sort of the questions of like justice and like, what does it look like to actually like practically love people where they are? And um, yeah, it just, it felt like we were sort of all on the same team trying to figure out what it is like what God's imagination for us together can be um yeah that was a big wow especially being in divinity school it was really refreshing to hear teaching that felt so connected to practice um and then my biggest ouch similar to Stephanie was just this like huge conviction and one of my professors this wasn't said at the conference but one of my professors puts this way that we think of the Holy Spirit sometimes as um, like we think of the Holy Spirit as, or we think of the Trinity as um, father, son, and then pet bird. And I felt really convicted that that's oftentimes how I think of the Trinity. And I think for me, that's born from a desire. Like I love control and I love knowing exactly what to expect. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is sort of this like, like the element of uncontrol and that's really hard for me. And so it was so convicting just to start to like reframe the way I think of the Holy Spirit as yes, uncontrollable, but also like so much a part of this like mutual love that there's like no fear in that lack of control. Um, and also to sort of like bring the Holy Spirit back into like the fullness of the Trinity and the fullness of God. So, yeah. Hey, guys. Um, so this for me was a gift. I didn't, it was kind of like last minute and I was able to participate and it was awesome. Uh, I think I can say a lot. So I guess I have general sum ups. One of the wows for me as I was thinking about it, was um, towards the beginning of the conference, we were in a large group, like the, everybody was there for the first time, and leadership of the Missio Alliance, this large organization, went from 
a white male leadership to a black male leadership. And it just, um, the way it was done and the way that that transition kind of happened and um, it just seemed like something that is rare to witness and uh, very challenging, the preaching and the message of Leroy Barber, who's now the current head of this Alliance of Churches and groups, was challenging and uh, to the way that we, as the church um, in America, express ourselves and there's a certain power structure because we're in America. And that's not the way the kingdom of God is meant to be. So it was, it was very challenging moments. Um, and he said in that, in that, in his first talk that, uh, that he hoped we would all be uncomfortable. Everybody in the room, like we need to be uncomfortable as we go through this conference because things aren't just, uh, uh, there's always going to be room for us to grow and to change and to be prodded and to be provoked by the spirit into more life. Um, so that was kind of a wow, like witnessing that transition. And also uh, very similarly, like kind of like uh, that coupled with this, uh, another woman from who currently lives in Chicago named Cherith, teaches at a seminary in Chicago. The way that she spoke um, basically was like, this is not a game. Uh, this is, there's, there are things in people's lives and um, lives of cities at, at, at risk. And, and so a lot of times I get through the day like thinking, what am I going to do today? What do I want to do today? How is this going to affect me? And that's different from a mindset that wakes up in the morning and says, thank you, Lord, for life. How can I be a part of what you're doing? And a reality, like entering into a reality that there are spiritual forces at work that I'm usually not paying attention to that are either trying to steal, kill, or destroy or bring life. So... getting the flag that I only get to ask one more question, even though I have eight or nine. Um, what, what encounter or moment or interaction while we were there, was there anything that hit you that you just wished? Oh my, I wish the whole Oak church family could be here for this. I wish they could just experience this with us. Well, my answer would be that I wish that you could have heard all of the talks that we heard and I didn't even hear all of them. Um, but I also really wish that everyone could have been in the car with us for the road trip up and back. It would have been kind of uncomfortable if we were all in the five-seater car, um, but it was just a really fun time to connect and um, learn about each other and to debrief and reflect. And so I wish that you guys could have been a part of that too. Um, well, the first two very brief things would be there's this amazing gospel choir that was really powerful. And then also we got to be specially serenaded by N.T. Wright um, on his guitar, singing theologically adapted lyrics to um, the Beatles and Bob Dylan. 
Um, and then, like the just in the talks, the the one talk that I feel like I'm sitting with the most, and I wish everybody could have heard, was actually from um, Cherith, this theologian, who is a very powerful and incredible woman. But she um, sort of like the the piece that I'm walking away with that I wish everybody had gotten to her hear her articulate is just that like giving and receiving and the flow of the Holy Spirit is something that is um, always done in love and in care. And even when that is a, like a strong word or like something that doesn't feel like we know what it's about, it's always something that is to be like done in community and relationship and born from love, um, which is just, for me, pretty mind-blowing. I don't know. Uh, the car was something I thought of. Just the time, this unstructured, we're just driving together and we're going to talk about this stuff was great. I don't know how to recreate. I don't know how you, you know we <laughs> recreate that. Um, but it was a special time. And gosh, this isn't even going to convey anything really, but there was a moment at the end of this preaching that culminated in this incredible sense of um, like awe in the room and like thousands of people were like, oh, it was like, it's, we didn't, uh, this guy, Charles, Reverend Charles didn't even, we couldn't even hear what he was saying because we were all standing up and clapping like, and he was basically just like, at that point was preaching with his body language. And uh, just the, I guess for that, that encapsulates my thought is that like it would have been great if we could all be there together for the whole thing. But hopefully like we can pray into and ask God to um, bring that life here in our own particular way. And I have a mic, so I'm going to answer my own question too. Um, I think I just long for, I wish there was a way to show you guys um, the feeling of unity and community there, even amongst different churches with even different theological beliefs um just felt like it was like you come in and you're kind of a newbie and we're one of the newer churches but you already feel um loved and safe and even kind of known um and I think a lot of that was just um you feel like you're in this group of like really good listeners that they are just kind of always listening to God and tuned into what he might be saying or doing um in and towards them and in and towards others, and then also listening to each other in a way that promoted so much trust and, um, yeah, just unity, something that I long for for Oak Church. I feel like we have seen glimpses of it, and some of us have found it here, and some of us have not, and um, so I pray for that for us, and that I think I almost felt this anxiety coming back, like, there's no way to impart what just happened to us, and and there isn't, but um, I do pray that that we will be listeners and that God will start to do, to bind us together in that way here and to unify us in that way. Yeah. 